Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include but are not limited to professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your hosts, Harrison Kerrigan, Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we'll answer the age-old question, should Christians mask up again? Now, as we kick this episode off, Tim, what Bible verse do you have for us to read? All right, Romans 13, 1 says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. So you see, it says it right there: mask up, bigot. Ma- mask up. So your arg- <laughs> so your argument is <laughs> yes, you ought, you ought to mask up, or you violate, or you risk violating Romans thirteen, huh? I mean, that's what essentially what people are arguing for. Um, so I don't think so, that's right. Okay, so you don't think that's right. <laughs> What? Why don't you? Why don't you think that <laughs> refusing to mask up at the government's behest uh, mm-hmm. is a violation of Romans thirteen? It's funny. I mean, I, I've um, you, you know, as I've talked to people about this, it seems like most people they really they don't have a category for the government going beyond their authority in any way possible. So almost what they've done is they give the government basically a blank, you know, blank check to come up with any kind of laws that they want to come up with and you know there is a certain kind of christian and they commented on plenty of our posts related to this topic in general but they they essentially say that if the government isn't asking you to sin then you must comply and that's what romans 13 means so being subject to the governing authorities means that as long as they're not asking you to sin you must do it and that that's basically how their understanding of authority relationships work in general is that there's basically a blank check for the person who is in authority to tell the person under their authority to do basically anything you know unless any, it's a husband unless it's a husband <laughs> yeah, in which case yeah he um you know it doesn't really work that well in that case uh, for sure um, but yeah so i mean their understanding is basically just the government has a blank, you know, check to tell citizens to do whatever possible. And really, I mean, there is, it's very hard to come up with an absurd scenario that they won't actually, you know, cave on 
so one of the scenarios I've come up with that I ask people on a regular basis is that if government, if the government mandated Taco Tuesday, would you be in sin if you didn't eat tacos on Tuesday, you know, every week? <laughs> and, you know, the kind of person who is making this argument, I mean, they will be consistent on that and they'll say, yes, I mean, that's, um, you'd be in sin if you don't have government mandated Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so they they actually swallow the reductio. They go with it, you know. They go with it, but then um, you know you do have to think about as you're you're talking about a subject like this. You do have to think about what is the purview of government, what is government ordained by God to actually do, and thinking you know more broadly in terms of how this subject actually works. God has ordained certain spheres of authority um, within the world, within the home. You know, so you have the sphere of government, you have the sphere of church, the sphere of the family. You have um, you know, within the family, there's authority structures. You have a husband who's in charge of wife and kids. You have parents who are in charge of children. And then you have the sphere of the individual. And so you have to think through some of these things and ask, you know, what um, what responsibilities has God given to each sphere? And then, you know, with the idea of something like government-mandated Taco Tuesday or something absurd like that, what's happening is you have the government who is basically acting in a lawless way. They're basically... Uh, usurping the authority of the family and particularly the husband um, to make those kind of decisions, which, I mean, it's most often delegated to the wife anyways, because she's the one who is uh, going to be cooking and everything else if you're in a biblical home for the most part. So what what's happening there is you have different spheres of authority that God has ordained, and sometimes they come into conflict. And there is like the sphere of the individual, sphere of the family, sphere of the government, sphere of the church. And so then you have to ask, well, what, is due to the government, you know, what are their responsibilities in that kind of way? And when you think about something like just, is it their responsibility to, you know, basically be a nanny state to come up with laws that are designed to protect you from self-harm in that way, or what they deem to be self-harm, then you're really getting into murky territory at that point, for sure. You know, and, and I don't really believe most people when they say, you know, whenever they make these arguments and they say, hey, as long as the government's not asking you to sin, you know, you must do it. I don't I don't even believe that they hold true to that. Right. Because because I mean, just look just look back at at what happened in 2020, you know, and the government is mandating churches to shut down. And right. most Christian most Christians just go along with it for like over a year. Right. You know, and. And I mean, there's like legal battles over these things and, and the past and pastors getting arrested and then other Christians are coming along and essentially saying, yeah, yeah, serves you right for trying to open your church, you know? So, so I just, I don't even believe people when they start bringing up, oh, as long as the government's not asking you to sin, like, hey, look, here's the deal. They did ask you to sin and you still went along with it, you, you know? So, so I just, you know, I, I find a hard, I find it hard to believe you when, that's the response that we got from most Christians when anyone decided, hey, you know, we're looking around and this thing doesn't seem nearly as serious as CNN is telling us it is. So we're going to go back to meeting on Sunday mornings because that's what God has commanded us to do. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a joke when you think about that kind of thing, uh, meaning, you, you know, they, they've almost, you know, what you have is you have many Christians who they really are ascribing the authority of the government to like God is or God's authority to the government in that way, and they're viewing government and as if they're almost God with no checks and balances whatsoever. Right. So they'll say, "Hey, you, you know, you should, 
if, as long as the government isn't asking you to sin, you should do what they're saying. But then when push comes to shove, it actually is a blank, you know, check that they're giving to the government that almost has no breaks whatsoever. You know, you, th- you would think that a, a government stepping in and telling a church they're not allowed to meet, that would at least be a bridge too far for the kind of person that we're talking about. But it, it didn't seem to be in the last uh, case. And in fact, I mean, they would gleefully hand you over to be persecuted and killed in that way, just as the Bible describes. And and then they would think that they're doing God a favor as they're actively ensuring your persecution because because what's happening is in these kind of scenarios, they know that God expects something of them that's going to be costly. And then when individuals do stand firm and say, hey, you know, enough is enough, no, like we're going to obey God rather than men, in those kind of cases, like it shames them and it makes them feel... Um, um, like it, it, it like violates their guilty conscience essentially. So that's what's happening in those kind of scenarios. And but I mean, when you think about what's what's actually happening as it relates to this topic in general, you are in a situation where God has delegated to the government certain responsibilities, and the, you know, predominantly the responsibilities He's delegated to the government is to ensure you know property rights in that way. And and really, I mean, they they're given the task to punish evil and to praise those who do good. And so when you think about, you know, their actual purview of the government along these lines, I mean, most of what they're doing is is going to be to secure property rights. And there has to be some sort of victim for there to be actually some sort of crime. And so what you have in, in these kind of scenarios is you have the government who's acting like a parent to you, right? They're overstepping the authority of like the individual, the over, overstepping the authority of the family. Um, so they're basically you know, taking on way like taking on the responsibility to keep you safe in that way and to come up with laws that there's no victim, right? There's no victim in these kind of laws. They're basically just telling you, wear these masks. We know that these masks aren't effective as Fauci told us, you know, we, we know that they're not, um, you know, we know that wearing a, you know, cloth strip over your face is not doing anything whatsoever to, you know, you know, stop the spread of a airborne virus in this way. I mean, it's like throwing a, you know, a BB through a tennis net or something that ridiculous like that. I mean, <laughs> like that's the way it works. You know, I mean, you can smell things through these, ma- through these cloth strips. Um, I mean, I think, you know, Alyssa Milano was on Twitter, um, you know, bragging about her um, crocheted mask she was wearing. <laughs> 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 I mean, which had like obvious visible holes in it, you know, like it had obvious holes in it, like uh, with no sense. I mean, it's like a, you know, a fishnet mask or something ridiculous like that. And she had no sense of self-awareness that this actually is not doing anything whatsoever, you know. So it's just, you know, logic is not the strong suit with these kind of individuals. So, but... <laughs> But I mean, you know, you you are in the, you are in a murky territory here. So I mean, essentially, what's happening is the government is mandating that people do a pointless gesture in order to make people feel better. So that's what you're talking about. Do a pointless gesture in order to make people feel better, and then that gesture might actually have like safety, you know, hazards to it as well um, than everything else. So you know, it's just it's absurd. So okay, so it's the so the government's overstepping their realm of authority that has been given to them by God. Uh, The second question I want to talk through, and and this is something I see brought up a lot when it comes to wearing masks. Uh, So, so let's just put like the government aspect of it aside and just, you know, like, Hey, when I'm considering for myself, should I wear a mask or not? Something a lot of people bring up is like, Hey, 
you know, if you want to love your neighbor, you need to, you need to mask up for, you know, for their safety or, you know, whatever it is. So, so what, what's your response to that kind of assertion that, that masking up is a form of loving your neighbor? Well, you know, it isn't about that because I mean, like what we're talking about in these kind of scenarios is that any facial covering will do. So it doesn't even matter like what kind of facial covering that you're wearing at this point, as long as it gives people the impression that you're taking this thing seriously. Mm-hmm. And so you think about what actually happened during this, you know, pandemic or whatever. I mean, when you think about what actually happened, like you're in scenarios and you're in situations where you're walking into restaurants wearing a facial covering for 10 steps, and then you're sitting down at a table and able to take your facial covering off as you're sitting down on the table with a group of people who are sitting, you know, within six feet of you. Right. And so, I mean, you think about this, like there's, I don't there's, see what, what's the, what's the problem there. <laughs> there is nothing logical <laughs> that's happening in these moments, you know, and then if, you know, if, uh, uh, I mean, you can look at the studies that are done on this kind of stuff and they prove, you know, they basically show that, that these are not effective. You know, Fauci knew that these are not effective, which is why he told people like in video form not to go buy all the masks. You know, later on, he basically told, said that he only said that in order to keep people from, you know, buying up all the, you know, N95 hospital masks or whatever for the second <laughs> hospitals. But which, which one were we listening to? You know, the first lie or the second lie at that point. But I mean, like the issue is everyone knows this isn't about safety. Everyone right. knows it's not about safety because if you can just, you know, wear a shirt, like a cut up shirt over your face and make everyone feel good, or you can wear, you know, a, like a hospital mask or, you know, you like it, it get, it got so absurd at a certain point where Russell Moore is wearing two masks to show that he is sufficiently cowed by the government and by everyone else. Like sufficiently, double the virtue, man, double the virtue at that point. But I mean, everyone knows you times two. <laughs> simple Everyone, math equation <laughs> one equals loving your neighbor two equals really loving your neighbor but i mean, <laughs> I mean the, the issue though is that everyone knows it's a farce everyone knows it's a farce like all of the rules were arbitrary they didn't make any sense they they didn't serve any logical rational reasonable kind of purpose like if you know anything about the size of the virus and you know and you know about that in comparison to the holes in these masks which you can actually smell out of and breathe out of right they cut off some airflow but i mean like look i mean we had babies in diapers at that point and you change a diaper with a mask on and you can smell it you know so none of this is about the science none of this is about logic none of this was about reason so then if you're asking me is that like well isn't it loving to your neighbor to put a face diaper on or something along those lines it's like well obviously not like like what you've done is you've redefined love. You've turned love, like love in that definition means that you lie to people in order to make them feel better, right? Mm-hmm. So like this only works in the kind of society where lying to other people to make them feel better is seen as some kind of virtue. Like that's what you're talking about. So like you're not talking about something logical or rational or helpful or reasonable. All you, all this is reduced to is you know, basically just showing your pledge of allegiance to the cause that we're all in this together, right? Yeah. Like that, that we're all trying to do our best to stop the spread and willing to make sacrifices and whatever else. So if it's not about what you're actually doing, it's, this is just a token that you're offering to the mob in order to help them to know that you care or something. But that's not, that isn't like the way biblical love and biblical care actually works. Like biblical love and biblical care isn't just 
making a show of how compassionate you are, like disconnected from what you're actually doing. Biblical love and biblical care for someone is going to be to do no harm to them, right? And so this is like, you know, wearing a token mask on your face, all that's doing is just, um, it's just a means of trying to calm down hysterical people. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like when you're on the plane and you, like the oxygen mask come down in the plane when your plane is about to crash. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, you you put the oxygen mask on your face. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, how is that going to help you su- survive this like plane crash or whatever? Like, what 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 are, what is this actually about? You know, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe oxygen makes you a little bit like you know, pure oxygen like that will just calm you down and make you a little bit loopy. But I mean, if you're going to crash, you're going to crash, right? Mm-hmm. So this isn't actually doing what it's advertising to do. But I mean, even more so, like with something like a mask, it's just like it's this is basically the um, societal wide equivalent of your wife asking you if the dress makes her look fat and you just saying, no, honey, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> with your fingers crossed. I mean, it's just that kind of thing, you know? And I think when you live in a society that says if, you know, feminized is what ours is, like that actually becomes reasonable to people is to lie to them in order to make them feel good. Well, and, and I think in general too, just that, you know, that command to love your neighbor has essentially been hijacked by people, by progressive, you know, quote unquote Christians in the same way, like, you know, you'll have Democrats who are saying like, Hey, this is a threat against, this is a threat against democracy insert, you know, whatever thing that we don't like, you know, whether it's like, Hey, banning abortion is a threat to our democracy or what, whatever it is. Loving your neighbor has sort of become this like, trump card that you're not allowed to argue with and just whatever they decide is loving your neighbor that is what is truly loving your neighbor and so right. you must do it or you're you're really not a christian basically or, yeah, just or say you're the a bad bigot, christian right? yeah like hey love your neighbor say the pronouns love your neighbor make the cake love your neighbor allow the abortion love your neighbor put the mask on right and so and, in some of those yeah i mean in some of those it's like actually loving your neighbor is harming them right Mm -hmm. and i think in this case like loving your neighbor is lying to them right like so you're just lying to them so it may not yeah what is it going to hurt to wear a mask well all it hurts is you're lying to everyone (laughs) okay and so they're entailments to that but anyways what were you saying so so i was just sort of saying that as an aside but then uh the next question i had was you know so so if as christians if we uh if we're supposed to you know essentially refuse to mask up um what do what do you do when you go out somewhere and you know you go into a restaurant you go to a store wherever you are and someone asks you to put a mask on and you say no no thanks and then you just move on but then they're they're persistent about it what do you what do you do how do you respond in that kind of situation yeah i mean i would say that with this scenario um my impulse is to not lie to people so i I wouldn't want to give them the impression that i'm doing something that um i'm not now i mean i can conceive of situations where you're you have a gun put to your head and um you're like basically you're you're 
like this, it's easier to talk about this depending on the social consequences of what we're even saying at this point. Meaning, like if you're living in the South or something like that, I mean, I think for the vast majority of the first, you know, quote unquote pandemic, I didn't wear a mask at all. So for the vast majority of it, I, I refused to stop. I refused to play ball. You know, I did mm -hmm. for a little bit because I hadn't sorted through the implications of it, you know, and possibly, I mean, you know, maybe it was sinful cowardice on my part too. So I'm willing to acknowledge that as well. But, you know, at a certain point it became clear to me what was actually happening and I didn't want to do this anymore. And, you know, so in those kind of situations, I, I think um, there was little social cost to me in doing that. And, you know, I can imagine people in different areas of the country where if they don't play ball, they lose their job and, you know, lose their ability to provide um, and everything else. And so I don't know that I would want to necessarily say that um, in those kind of situations, there's like, you know, fundamentally an act of Christian unfaithfulness to ever, you know, be forced against your will to do something stupid or something like that or do something irrational. Um, so, you know, I think in those kind of scenarios, I, I do have a category for, you know, the thug holding a gun to your head and saying, you know, do this pointless thing or else I'm going to shoot. And you say, okay, all right, well, here's my wallet. Right. <laughs> At that point, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm only doing this because you're threatening me, but I will do it because you're threatening me. And I want to make it known that that's what's happening in those kind of cases. So, I mean, I, I do have a category for that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I do know that in certain areas of the country, it can be easier than other areas of the country to, you know, actually, um, like meaning there might not be any cost to it, but at the same time, you know, what needs to happen is that you need courage in population in general. And the more that people are w unwilling to play ball, um, the more that, you know, God will reward that. And, you know, maybe we could push back against the zeitgeist along those lines. But I mean, at the very least, I think everyone should be able to have a category for saying, you know, I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to live in fear and I'm not going to pretend and I'm not just going to, you know, do these things that, you, you know, give this pinch of incest uh, incense to Caesar at this point. And I, I mean, I think particularly as it relates to, you know, areas that you actually have control over. I mean, you don't have to, I mean, we have curbside delivery for most of our grocery stores. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of situations where you can get it taken care of, you know, without having to wear your mask, without having to go into the store. You don't have to go to restaurants. You don't have to be entertained. And I think, you know, for a lot of what happened in my own personal experience, like not wearing a mask in a lot of places, what I found is that when people turned me away, I just got turned away. I didn't care, you know? So that's fine. All right. Well, you're going to make a big deal about it. I'm just going to go elsewhere. I don't want to, you're not going to get my money then. So tell your boss that, you know? So I think like, particularly when it comes to like, you know, that option, I mean, there's no excuse for it in optional areas in that way. Now, I mean, maybe if it's like, Hey, your whole entire livelihood depends upon it and there's nowhere you can get a job unless you do it. Like maybe you need to be thinking like hard about moving at that point, relocating and everything else. But, um, you know, I do have, I essentially, I do have a category for them holding, holding a gun to your head, so to speak. But, I think particularly in areas where it's optional, get out of there or don't so, do it. You know? So do, do employers have a right to tell you to wear a mask 
because because you know i mean we would you know we would say like it's it's a pretty regular thing for an employer to say like hey this is the dress code we expect you to follow while you work here so um would masks fall under that because they're you know they're paying you for your time um and effort uh or is it is it a similar argument to the government yeah i would think that a private employer has it you know um they certainly have the ability to ask you to wear certain uniforms with the expectation that you will wear it and if you want this this voluntary form of him um of employee i if you want this like voluntary form of employment you, you know, you're not actually a slave to them in that way, then I would say that they're in stronger footing than the government is like in that way. Now, I don't think it's like right for them to, you know, I don't think it's right for them to ask you to do that, if that makes sense. Uh, but then, you know, certainly you have to, you certainly like that's, Hey, I'm going to pay you to wear this costume, then you need to wear it, you know, if you want to get paid. Right. <laughs> so whether or not it's like a just, honorable, good thing that they're asking you to do, you know, I don't think that they're asking, um, like, I think in of itself, if you isolate the mask that you're wearing from any extraneous meaning whatsoever, you, you, like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you can just isolate it as they're just asking you to wear a costume, period, the end, like, certainly... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean that like certain forms of employment require that kind of thing. Now, if you're asking for like the grounding behind it, is that a good grounding for them to ask you to do? Well, no, but I mean like, you know, objectively it's not sinful to wear a costume, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you got employed by a actor studio to wear a ninja mask or something like that, you certainly wouldn't be in sin by, you know, wearing the costume that they're asking you to do. And because like you're, you're, you know, an at will and, employee then you have to follow the rules if you want to get the job and so their job is requiring this ridiculous stupid mask then you know you're gonna to have to think very hard like yeah hey like do i want to get paid or not and if you know there's nowhere i can go where they're gonna pay me they're gonna pay me without me wearing this ridiculous pointless costume then you have to think about it along those lines but i think yeah that would be more within their rights as an employer and you know than a government would have at that point and so you have to deal with it along those lines so i do think you, at that point you're asking as a condition of my employee <laughs> employment they require me to wear a ridiculous costume that doesn't do anything then it's like well okay i guess so then right um so i think you're in a difficult i think you're definitely in a difficult spot there for sure so is the answer yes you should wear it or or no you shouldn't well, i don't know that it's a yes you should or no, you shouldn't as much as it's, if you want to get paid, you have to, you know, wear this costume they're asking you to, <laughs> you, I mean, you do have a responsibility to provide for your family at that point. So, you know, you might like, this might be a good opportunity right now before it happens again for people to shuffle themselves over to places where, um, you know, like Florida, for instance, where they've already preemptively passed legislation that will prevent them from having to do that kind of thing, you know, so that may be an impulse for people along those lines to do that very thing. So, but yeah, I, I think definitely, um, I don't think it's a should or shouldn't as much as it's, um, if you want to get paid, then you, that may be a hoop you have to jump through to get paid basically. Okay. You know, if that makes sense, either that or move, you know, and I, and I think I would, you know, 
I, I think the best thing that people could do though is like um you know be pushing their legislators to make laws like Florida's making along those lines so for Christians who are who are refusing to wear masks what would the what would be the better response in your mind to just outright say you walk into you know a restaurant or something they they say hey we need you to put a mask on is the better response to say no i won't do that um or or is it to say okay and then you put on a mask that you've cut holes into for your mouth and nose as a sign of mockery towards the whole idea of masking up which one would be a better uh, response from Christian? <laughs> I, I think I've, i think to the extent to which you you um you can avoid I, I mean i think that to the extent to which you can avoid those kind of scenarios is probably better like in general meaning like it would be better particularly if you're going to a restaurant or something like that just to say hey no thanks you know i'll go to somewhere that doesn't require me to put this stupid thing on my face. I think that would be a better scenario. Now, I mean, if you're just forced, um, if you're forced to play ball or something like that, um, then, I mean, I, I think the protest kind of mask might be, um, I mean, at the very least, it'd be funny, you know? Uh, but then... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be funny, yeah. <laughs> at the, I mean, I think to the extent to which you can make it very clear to everyone around you that this is a joke and you know that this is a joke, you know, to, as much as you can push that as possible, I think you probably should, you know. So, but, I, I would, so, but maybe don't cut the hole out for your mouth and nose. I think it, I think it would be better probably to like have like um, the black mesh in there, you know, that's like a big mouth shaped, nose shaped black mesh or something. Mm -hmm. That um, <laughs> that could just you know point to the fact that it's a joke, or even you know, I mean, maybe even wear one of the whole Halloween mask or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how could I, how could I ever forget? And then you put on like a scream mask or something, <laughs> a Jason mask. <laughs> I mean, I, I think to the extent to which you can um, make it very clear that you are in a scenario, like when you can't escape, you're in a scenario that you. Um, like that is going to involve you having to um, give the impression that you're deceiving people, you know, that you're a hypochondriac person that when you're actually not, I think the best thing you can do is to try to push against that for sure. So and make it very clear that this is just like, obviously this is um, you're being forced to do something against your will here. You wouldn't <laughs> want to send the wrong message, you know, <laughs> On a slightly more serious note, don't you think that uh, as you know, as Christians, being asked to put a mask on would be a good opportunity to share the gospel with someone? Meaning, you meaning, um, you know, like, hey, you walk you walk into the restaurant, the lady says, hey, you need to put a mask on. Uh, it, is that an, is that a good opportunity yeah. to talk to someone and say like, Hey, why are you, know, why are you so scared of this thing? Like yep. what, what's moving? <laughs> I mean, it, it, because it seems like the, uh, I mean, I, I, maybe that's kind of hard because there's some, I'm sure there's plenty of people, especially depending on where you live, who are, who are just asking people to put a mask on because they've been told by a boss that that's what they need to do and they don't necessarily 
care much themselves whether you have a mask on or not. Uh, I, I know I ran into a lot of people that were like that. But then it seems like the general consensus overall with the response to COVID in general was just like this, like, I mean, just total fear um, of what it might do and and uh, possibly like being killed by COVID. So wouldn't this wouldn't being asked to wear a mask be a good opportunity to share the gospel with someone essentially asking, hey, why are you know? Why are you so scared about this? Or, or you know, if you get the impression that they're probably not scared, why is it that you think people are scared about this in general? And then try and point yeah. that to, you know, like, hey, people are afraid they're going to die. And ultimately, they're afraid they're going to die because they know um, that they're guilty for their sin. Yeah, I had plenty of those kind of conversations during the last masking, you know. Um, mask up <laughs> kind of events where I just wouldn't wear it and... You know, people would, you know, say, hey, you have to wear a mask. And it's like, oh, no, I'm just not going to lie to people. And, um, you know, I believe in God. I'm not, I'm not held captive to the fear of death in this way. And I think those are just perfect opportunities to have those kind of discussions to the extent to which you can, you know, to the extent mm-hmm. to which you can. I mean, I, I think, you know, hopefully whenever round two comes about, I, I think a lot of, hopefully a lot of people did learn from the last round and you know you know one of the things you can see just particularly on twitter is you person after person after person saying you know i would i refuse to ever wear a mask again you know i will not wear a mask and i you know i'm largely encouraged by that kind of thing but then i do think people need to say hey lord willing i won't <laughs> you know don't um you know to the one who thinks they'll stand take heed lest they fall and you know i think to the ex- to the extent to which you know, larger percentages of the population are not complying. It does make it very hard for the government to step in and start getting tyrannical again. And that's kind of what happened, you know, once, um, with the first round, you know, the first round of locking things down, they tried to transition back into a second round and, you know, people weren't having it. And so they didn't didn't get a lot of uh, movement on that. But yeah, I, I think definitely saying no, Taking that as an opportunity to share about ultimate things, I think gospel, the good news, why you're not, you know, the hope that's in you, why you shouldn't lie to people. I think those are all good things to do, and you know I do hope that we're a lot more courageous than we were last time around. But you know, just thinking about um, the actual state of affairs in our country, I don't think I don't know that we will be. <laughs> I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I think we. I think when you're in a small, you know, Twitter echo chamber or whatever, it makes you think that there's a lot more of you than what there actually are. But, you know, maybe there's a lot of angry secret conservatives out there who are fed up with it, you know, now that it's been politicized, but who knows? I guess we'll see. <laughs> but, all right, well, that's a good place for us to end the conversation on. And, you know, uh, I mean, it, it just seems like this stuff is coming pretty soon. So it's good for us to talk through these things again and like you, like you said, Tim, hopefully the, the point behind the conversation like this is to hopefully help prepare people ahead of time. Because I think at least part of the problem was we've just spent so long just not even having to think about any sort of like persecution um, or, you know, what is like the actual what is the actual sphere or role of government? Uh, how much authority has God given them? And 
you know, at what point are they actually asking us to sin? Because I think they were asking us to sin and we just went along with it. So hopefully with a conversation like this, the goal is to try and get out in front of it this time and, and um, hopefully convince more people that it is better not to lie and it's better to, you know, be courageous, tell the truth uh, and refuse to submit to a government who is far surpassed uh, their sphere of authority. So um, hopefully you guys were encouraged by this conversation. Uh, we thank all you guys for supporting us week in and week out. Uh, interacting with us online. We really enjoy doing that, messaging you guys through DMs and, and uh, email and on Twitter, especially. I know we have a lot of interaction over there. So go and give us a follow on our social medias. Uh, you can support us financially on Patreon. There's a link down in the description there. And until we see you again, have a good day. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.